we thought we were the best podcast ever but yeah y'all really are we listened to the first episode it was so good you guys are a great podcast virtual reality the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, I'm Danny Murphy. And I'm Evan Real. And if you feel something in the air, it's no, not the humidity. It is the new Roni upon us all. We met a few new ladies. I think everybody seems to be falling in love with them too, Evan. I don't know about you. Twitter and beyond are loving the girls. New era, New York. Yeah, this is a cast full of bright new stars. I think between Aaron, Bryn, Uba, Jenna, Sai, Jessel, who am I missing? Am I missing anyone? I think that's the girls. Yeah, it's it's a really, really fun, eclectic cast. And these girls, it's only been like one week since the show premiered, and they are already making waves. Making waves in the little fondue pot of life. I love, and I feel that's what everyone is so excited about. Because I mean, Bravo fans, we, we've been through, you know, arrests, uh, tensions, intense drama the past few years watching. And I feel like everyone just loved just being able to watch like, oh, they're fighting over Formage. I love it. I love it. It is just perfect petty drama in its purest form. They're fighting over charcuterie. They're, you know, Jessel's throwing up at the premiere party, which she became such a hero for. Like Twitter fell in love with her because that's just the, the, that those are the antics that made Bravo fans fall in love with the first iteration of Roni. So it's nice that (laughs) while it is a completely new show and a new cast, they continue to pay homage to their, their founding mothers like Sonia and Ramona and and Luann and all those girls. (laughs) Some things never change. And also, I'm sorry, guys. In New York City, it's called a boot and rally. You vomit and you go home immediately. It's, it's a party. It's a party. And her name was, she had a big photo of herself on it. You think you're going to leave that party because of one little splash on the carpet? You'll leave after five to seven. Absolutely not. Yeah, it was It was at the, actually, I'm so jealous that I wasn't able to make it to the party. It was at the Rainbow Room. It looked like, honestly, so, so fabulous. And everyone looked so beautiful. And Jenna Lyons is rolling around on the floor. Like, it looks like a good time. It was like, it was on the 65th floor. So I feel like everyone just like the elevation got is kind of like everyone had like, like Colorado hiking energy where everyone's losing their mind. That's what Jessel, I know she had like a stomach flu. She was saying it might just have been the difference from being off the ground floor. Like, I don't know. There's a lot going on. But what I love about these ladies is that while they are being touted as, you know, like they're like, oh, we are, you know, we're the new era. We have a little bit here and there. They keep the drama going because I do love the first watch what happens live. Sai was like, oh, we'll talk about, it's kind of where they're like, oh, you want to talk about the husbands? Oh, you want to talk about the OGs? Oh, I'll tell you that Ramona was a TBT me, total bitch to me at Art Basel. Ramona was a total bitch to me at Art Basel. Which I feel is also such like a chic housewife thing to say. Like it gives you just like, yeah, I was at Art Basel, a brag. Talking to Ramona, another brag. And she was a bitch to me, which I feel is a badge of honor. Honestly, yes. And the thing that Sai said, Ramona said to her, was like, good luck, you're going to need it, which like is not 
incorrect. Wow. Then after that, I proceeded to say, oh, I just want to introduce myself. I'm on the reboot, the new era. Right. And I'm um, the one who took your job. She said, honey, good luck. You're going to need it. But it seems like luck is on these girls' side because everyone, you know, like we've mentioned, it seems to be definitely falling in love with them. I mean, even so much that the fans are coming to Andy and they're like, hey, with the success of the Roni reboot, are you going to reboot other shows? And Andy's like, hmm. No, way. that's an idea. That one emoji he sent, I feel, made every housewives across the globe just shaking. They're like, uh-huh. Andy, they're like, what is Threads? And why is he talking about us on Threads? With, like, these new girls, like, that, like new girls are ready to bring energy. Yeah. Like, they understand the assignment. Like, even before the show premiered, we chatted with Bryn and Aaron. And they, they dropped some spicy tidbits about their personal lives, their relationship with other people in the Bravo universe. I think Erin said that she and her husband, who is so cute, by the way, have like an agreement where they can flirt with other people. At I know. So, that's what I kind of am obsessed with. So like, yeah, if you're falling in love with Erin or Abe and like you're behind them at Aubon Pond, do really wealthy people from Tribeca go to Aubon Pond? I don't know. And I don't think so. But say you're behind them in line. You could be like... <laughs> Hi, I also love muffins. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're down. <laughs> and also, I love, because I think that was Abe's first taste of a page six headline. So he, his Instagram thing was like, what? Like, he was kind of silly with it. But it is a cute, they're just so confident in their relationship, they say. Well, I, I love that. I love that jealousy isn't an issue. And you and I now have the freedom to let them know that we love muffins. And also... Aaron's brother, I don't know if he is single or has an agreement, but he's also very handsome. Oh my God, the way. Do you know the Muffin Man? Aaron's I, brother? I want to know that Muffin Man. He is <laughs> fine. If you guys haven't seen Aaron's brother on Twitter, Danny and I encourage you to do a little searchy search mm. and you'll find the most gorgeous photo of a male specimen to ever exist. He is so fine. Now, what I wonder is because we're both loving his energy. I wonder if single girl Bryn has scoped him out because Bryn, obviously she's the single girl on the cast, very flirtatious. I could see them having a little moment. And she also let us know that Lisa Vanderpump kind of encouraged her to be herself and, you know, talk about the ABCD dicks. <laughs> well, and she after meeting Aaron's brother, oh. she might have a certain special D to discuss. I mean, you never know. Although I don't know how that would really work out because it seems like they are Aaron and Bryn are in full on frenemy mode. Like it seems like it has potential to be like a little brutal, which kind of love that energy I kind of a new that. franchise. Well, what I feel is getting teased is I think uh Bryn knew about the little flirtation agreement and maybe did it at Aaron and Abe's uh anniversary party. Which I guess there's some parties that have different rules. There's some boundaries for sure, it seems. Okay, okay. And that the, the one girl who's not going to flirt with Abe is Brain. <laughs> she she, she now learned her lesson. <laughs> yeah, Abe is not her babe. Abe, Abe, not the babe. Abe, not the babe. But where there were no boundaries? On Just B or Rewives. Or there was, they kept on being confused about what the podcast was called. I think because Bethany has like five to 95 podcasts. But I think the world stopped, carried on. When Bethany and Jill's Aaron reunited, and it felt so good. The Roni universe is really out here doing the absolute most. It's I love that this is happening as the new era of Roni 
is uh, dawning upon the world. It, it it would definitely, I will say, as much as we love the new Roni, this was a big distraction because this is the first time that they've sort of had an intimate connection and conversation, they've said, since 2010. So it's literally been 13 years since 13 these years. girls have... I- amazing and i loved you that bethany was kind of like the long island medium or like the hamptons medium because she's like and we're alone right now we're alone and then uh jill's like well ali's here and she's like oh so we're not really alone and it's like she just really (laughs) want to be like alone clean spirit staging everything to really get in to all the drama and they really unpacked a lot and they really unpacked the drama of bobby's funeral being yes and i think that was like the biggest revelation for me was them figuring out together that Bravo might not have had permission to film at Bobby's funeral because it seems like Bethany was very much under the impression that Jill thought Bravo was coming and that Jill welcomed the Bravo cameras. But Jill was saying that, you know, there were, there were, you know, paparazzi cameras around. She wasn't sure who was filming what. And then she kind of learned in real time on the podcast that, you know, both women heard different things. And then the moment was sort of, you know, exploited in teasers for that season. And I remember when I saw the first teaser for that season with Bethany and Jill on camera. I'm alone too. Like, I, yeah, right. Like, I got like a chill down my spine. And like, of course, Bravo's going to like use the heck out of that moment. It just, um, it was interesting to hear the way that that moment was uh, created and, and the different stories that the girls were told. And that Bravo apparently was like, just, Hoping Jill wouldn't sue. <laughs> uh, which I guess they they were right. She didn't. Very intense. The intuition is there. She, yeah, she, she got us. She said, but she didn't. I love, too, that the entire conversation between them was just like two separate conversations, sometimes <sighs> interweaving, because Jill would be like, yeah, so I didn't sign a release. And then Bethany was like, that's why Dorinda was mad at me at the reunion. Or I'm like, <laughs> she's like, because they kept on saying I used you. And I was like, okay, we're dealing with five fights. You both were like trying to like prove your innocence in some things and i think they came together in a good mending meshing pot bethany even saying they she wants to build a new relationship it's so funny you say that danny about them having like separate conversations because i feel like if you isolated the audio for each woman for both bethany and jill you would have a full a full podcast each and you like it would be a coherent uh you know sort of stream of thoughts because they were oh. essentially talking to themselves and you know what i mean and it almost was like like there was like a wall between them where they were just like talk like just speaking, but they couldn't hear what each other was saying, but they were just trying to connect the dots. It really was like me against the music game. But right. I'm glad that they the, the audio synced and they kept on like teasing that more episodes would be coming out. Or I feel like there was a lot of alluding to that. Yeah, it seems like this is definitely not the end for Jill and Bethany, which I'm not mad at. Like I will take more of this anytime, any place, any day, anywhere. But I wonder what the the next episodes will unpack. I me mean, now that we've gotten through the, the the drama of Bobby's funeral. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, this could be like a a 25 part podcast oh, season. It's serial. <laughs> yeah. And the end because it's almost like a perfect true crime podcast. And it's like, who was guilty? No one knows because they're just like they're like nobody was you, but it was me. Raquel Levis. She's trying to figure out if she's Rachel or Raquel these days, Danny. She's not a girl. I know she really <laughs> is confused. And I feel like she's probably just so stressed. She's like, what should my Insta handle be now? Like all of this world is imploding on her. She's like, 
oh my God, I need to change my handle. This is so stressful because apparently it's Rachel now. Yeah, someone uh, spotted her TikTok handle is Rachel Levis now, but it, it is a private account. I don't know if she's like ready to like sort of reopen okay. the floodgates back to uh, back on TikTok. Because I know there's, you know, there, there, there's a lot of uh, thoughts, feelings and opinions still happening on social media in regards to Raquel or Rachel or however she likes to be referred to. Now, I will say if she is indeed going by Rachel I mean, more power to sort of yeah. take ownership of of Rachel because that has definitely been weaponized. Like her her real name has been weaponized. The whole cast is calling her Rachel. Like, so might as well call yourself Rachel. Call it. And I do. I mean, one of her most. Uh, I mean, of course, she didn't win the reunion by any stretch. But what did make me laugh is she was like, "It's a nickname. You get it, right, Lala." <laughs> See, I, that was definitely like a moment of of clarity for. For Miss Rachel. For Miss Rachel. But yeah, apparently while everyone is in Tahoe filming or they're with Lucas Gages or her name is eating, uh, Rachel's just spotted nowhere to be seen yet, right? Well, yeah, she was just spotted in Tucson, Arizona, apparently visiting family while the rest of the cast is in Lake Tahoe on a cast trip. And this is all going down as everyone has been speculating. Is is she yeah. going to come back to the show? Is her contract ironed out yet? Like, yeah. what is going on? So, I love to. All I know about Tucson is from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Like, we're doing Tucson. So, I hope at least it's Rachel and Michelle's high school reunion. And she's having a fun time there. Even though, I don't know if she's been having a lot of fun uh, of late. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been to Tucson, and there, uh, there isn't much to do. So it's definitely a place where she can sort of meditate and get her, her head in a good space. So oh, get your head in the game. You know yeah. what she should do? Strut like she means it to some cheetah girls. Yes, the the cheetah girls is one hundred percent therapy, and, and you and I realized that again oh. as adults recently because we just chatted with the cheetah girl herself, the the head. Cheetah sister. Oh, Raven. And also we let her. Well, now her wife, Miranda, also learned from her own viewing the beauty, the power, the iconography of Cheetah Girls. But getting to talk to them both for their podcast uh, was such a treat. And we talked about, you know, cute moments that they see on social media, the Cheetah Girls. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. I also love to hear on this first episode of the best podcast ever that, you know, your love language is kind of sending TikToks to each other, which I think is so relatable because me and my fiance are the exact same. But it had me and Danny curious, Raven. On TikTok, a lot of like old clips from that So Raven, from The View, even your Instagram lives, they pop up, they make the rounds. What has been your reaction as a couple to some of these clips? What are what are your favorite moments to relive? And are you ever just tempted to be like, oh my God, please scroll through it. I can't, I can't relive this again. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have ones that I scroll through. And then there'll be ones from when I was very young. Like my wife was like, look, you're so cute little baby. I was gonna say, well, first of all, you've called this out now. The only TikToks that we ever send each other are TikToks of Raven. We just send one TikTok of Raven back and that's that's it. It's just, it's all just Raven in the, no, I'm kidding. Um, go on. No, it's okay. Like there was one that was circulating around where I was reading a poem to Muhammad Ali, remember? And you you watch that one. So it's interesting. Oh, baby ones get me so hard. The There's that one. There's the one that she did with, 
uh, you were on Car- Johnny Carson. Yeah. And he asks about her having a baby brother and she hears boyfriend. So she goes, watch yourself, Mr. Carson. And he's like, what? It's the cutest <laughs> thing in the world. And I will also say that the Cheetah Girls moment on TikTok has really, oh my God. <gasps> Shut all the way the F up. Look at it. Who's the other faces on there? On the it's, it's all four of you. It's all four of you. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. I was like, who would have Yeah, no, I wore this shirt He bought it, for he a bought it on, on a fake website. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> not normal. He bought it. No, I I uh, I grew up on the Cheetah Girls. That was my uh my lifeline. So oh, I love that. Uh, anything Cheetah yeah. Girls is my freaking jam. You know, my wife just saw that movie a month ago. Miranda, yeah, both of their mouths just opened all the way up. Yeah. I just watched it for the first time, like she said, a month ago. Um, and I under I had to understand why people want to wear those shirts and now I get it and I also but TikTok though was kind of my entryway into it because I was seeing all these little moments and you know girls strutting in Barcelona I'm like what is happening and now I get it fully and so when we strut. had when we had our interview with Adrian on the show uh she had not seen no the cheetah girls no I just seen it you saw the first one not the second one correct correct, correct. and uh yeah so it was interesting to have this conversation and like me and Adrian know what's up. And my wife is like, I just got there. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> wonderful conversation. I like, she's like, no spoilers, please. Wait, also, I was dying when pretty much the second we opened Zoom with Raven Simone, Raven Simone, as it is pronounced, she told Danny and I that we are a great podcast i mean her podcast is called the best podcast ever which Mm -hmm. we we totally agree with we love their podcast and we told them so and then she came back with y'all are a great podcast and that i will say is like probably in the top five moments of my life when that's like deathbed it's gonna be that playing and i'm like okay good night moon like it's literally doesn't get better than that (laughs) it really doesn't but another another podcast couple Serena Pitt and Joe from Bachelor Nation. They're the new hosts of Bachelor Happy Hour, which is another iHeart podcast. So Raven, Miranda, Serena, and Joe, they're all part of the Family iHeart. Family affair. Yeah, totally. And we, we caught up with them about uh, their relationship because they had this low-key courthouse wedding back in October. So they told us the intention behind that. They told us And also the fact that Wait, Serena was mad at you for a split second because she thought you were shading her about the chic courthouse wedding. But you quote. She, I know she, she really did think I was shading her. I was not shading her. My dream is to get married at a court. I love a courthouse moment. Honey, order in the court. Yeah. They are uh, going beyond the courthouse ceremony. They're planning like a big affair that is taking place this fall in Charleston. And Joe had, (laughs) had a fun reason uh, for why he's excited. He, um, he wants to get up with his friends. I mean, now that you're newlyweds, which, by, by the way, congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Very, very chic and adorable courthouse wedding in o- October, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's been like nearly, not, not nearly a year, um, but has, what is it like sort of uh, working together as as newlyweds? Does the, the newlyweds of it all add an extra layer? Well, I do want to say chic, I think, is is too much of a compliment. For That's one. so generous of you <laughs> yeah. to say chic. It was chic. I'm, do you know what? I'm saying that because I'm I'm about to elope. So it, we're yeah. doing like a similar situation. And I'm like, uh-huh. it's so chic. What I'm doing is so chic. 
<laughs> okay, you mean like the action of it all was chic, not like yeah. the pink room with the brown carpet. Okay. But that is that can be chic too. No, he complimented and dragged you at the same time. <laughs> Love it. Love that. <laughs> Wait, but um, you guys are also planning a big old like a like a celebration, right? Yeah, yeah Charles coming up too. In Charleston, yeah. yeah, we're having a big a, uh, a bigger celebration that we're really excited for. Now, in planning for that, are you both like, oh, I can't wait, or you're like, it, we should have just kept the elopement and not had to do all this extra work? I think now that it's getting close, like at the beginning, it was kind of like this is a lot, but now we're getting towards the end. It's really hard not to just be really excited for it. Yeah, there's definitely been moments throughout the planning process where we're like, what are we doing? This is so expensive. This is so much work. Literally, we did $35 at the courthouse, took like 30 minutes, quick and easy. We're already married. But overall, and especially right now, because it's coming up, we're just like, no, this is going to be amazing. We're so excited to have, and especially because our friends and family don't live in the same place, like having everyone on in one room is such a luxury for us. It's going to be really special. What was the intention behind the courthouse wedding though? Why did you guys sort of want to lock it in before the big celebration in Charleston? We just, I, we just started the wedding planning process and we thought it honestly, like we didn't think too much about it. We thought it was going to be fun. It was a little sporadic and it was one of those moments where just like, why not? Let's do it. Like we got engaged on television. Like let's just, yeah, let's just go get married. And honestly, I'm so happy we did. Like it was, it was a great experience. It's something we'll never forget. And it takes a lot of pressure off of the celebration where we mm. can just really go in there and, you know, get up and have a great time. And I mean, that's just a little taste of what goes down in Bachelor Nation. I mean, are you guys into, are you guys part of Bachelor Nation? Are you Golden Bachelor fans when that comes out? <laughs> yeah, let us know because we don't talk much about Bachelor Nation on virtual reality, but we can and we will. And like like you mentioned, Danny, the Golden Bachelor is coming up. So let us know if you want to get into that. Honestly, I want to see how these AARP folks are are getting down in the Bachelor Mansion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they've got a different approach to dating and one that like might actually work. Oh, exactly. it's not like because it is like they're like they're not looking for followers. Honey, they're looking for the will. And when there's a will, there's a way down the aisle, baby. And I might apply. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.